Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Icon Leadership Podcast. Today on the show, we have Mr. Charles Harris. Hello, Charles. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm thanks doing for well. Me. Hey, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Tell me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Charles. Well, um, not to get too broad with it, but I am local, born and raised here in uh, Waco, Texas, uh, from the North Side Parkside Village. For those old school people out there. Um, Graduated Jefferson Moore High School back in 1984. Uh, did a few years in the military, not too many. 20 years, five months, and 12 days, but <laughs> who's keeping count? <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> after doing that stint in the military, uh, decided to move back home and uh, just uh, have made my home here in Waco. Uh, I'm married with a daughter, 30-year-old daughter, uh, Brianna, and my wife, Donna. Uh, we live here locally, and uh, in a nutshell, that's about it. All right, good, man. So tell me, uh, what do you do for a living? So uh, currently, I am the Assistant Executive Director of Caritas of Waco, which is, a lot of people know uh, we are the local food bank. We are the food bank hub here in Central Texas, uh, located at 300 South 15th Street. And so we provide uh, immediate food services for the community um, Monday through Friday, 8.30 until 10.45 a.m., and then again from 1 p.m. until 2.45 p.m. All right. Well, man, great, man. So tell me, uh, I hear that you're working on some kind of project, you know, for the youth. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, uh, a vision of mine is to do something with the youth, um, especially our uh, underprivileged youth, uh, to try to introduce them to things that as a child I wasn't privy to. So uh, specifically in the area of finance and uh, things surrounding finance so that they have that same opportunity to understand what money does, what credit does uh, for their counterparts who get that at an early age that they may not get just because they are simply trying to survive. So, uh, that's my, my mission and my focus. Um, I'm looking to do something in that arena here real soon. Okay. So what was your uh, MOS in the, in the military? So my MOS, uh, I was a combat heavy engineer, um, 62 hotel. And the, to break that down, that was a asphalt concrete equipment operator. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I went in as, of course, as I advanced 
through the ranks over the years, uh, went to a manager and um, went to some different leadership uh, roles. Uh, one that I'm most proud of, I uh, was a drill instructor for two years and uh, finished my stint of service uh, as a senior uh, leader, first sergeant, uh, after returning from Iraq. Man, that just make me just feel hype, man. Yeah. I'm just telling yeah. you. Yeah, that, that's not that's that not part right there. That, 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 that part right there. No, no, man. I want you to I want I want you to talk about it, man. Yeah. That's that's leadership. Tell oh, me, yeah. well, tell me so, about how you how you you know. Yeah, so leadership. Uh, you know, we talk about leadership, and that's what this podcast is is about. Um, I cut my teeth as a leader uh, in the military, so I credit to everything that I do now as a leader. Uh, based on my experience in the military. I think that is one of the best foundations to become a leader, simply because in the military, um, unlike our civilian counterparts, you are held to a standard from day one. Hmm. And um, it's a little bit different. And I, you know, I had a little struggle when I came out of the military because I was used to that direct approach, that authoritarian approach. Right. Um, and so it is the basis of, of everything that I do. Uh, military uh, leadership is that foundation. But, you know, as you grow and mature, you have to learn different tools and, and uh, ways to approach things. I always say uh, leadership is an art. It is an art. Right. Um, there are natural born leaders. And I think a leader can be trained to be an effective leader. But it is an art. Right. Right. So tell me, what is one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? Self-awareness. Hmm. You have to be self-aware um, of what your strengths and your weaknesses are. If you are not self-aware and self-absorbed, you will fail as a leader. Now. That's that's good stuff. That's yes. good stuff right there. So tell me about so so did the military train you to be you know? Yeah, I I, I would say of course the first leader I had was my mother. Right, right. Okay. I yeah. was I was uh, raised by a single parent, mm -hmm. my mother of of three children, and so that example was set with me from her. Her determination, her hard work, sure. uh, you know, her pride and uh, doing things right, uh, taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you, not wasting what you have. That was embedded in me from her. The military enhanced that. Gotcha. With those particular leadership skills and uh, the military leadership training that I was afforded uh, gave me the opportunity to be a well-rounded, productive leader. Mm -hmm. You you can be a leader, but if you are a productive leader, and back to your original question, you have to be self-aware. Well, you know, along the way, I had to realize that I don't do this as well as other leaders. I need to improve on this. I do this great, and so I need to enhance that. And you have to self-reflect. Um, you know, I used to tell my young soldiers this all the time. At the end of the day, I sit back and I replay what I did throughout the day, mm -hmm. what mistakes I made, uh, what words that I used that may have offended someone or made someone feel bad, uh, what things that I d 
did to to as you say earlier motivate somebody you yeah. know we we always want to motivate our, our our troops right that's, that's the main mission of, of a leader in the military is, right. to, is to motivate okay all right all right man so what do you think is one of the the biggest challenges that leaders face today um so that's that's kind of a loaded question um me again being an old school leader um that attention to detail, that pride in work, um, that that standard that we put out and we expect our workers or team members or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. to, to meet, it's not there, in my opinion. Okay. Um, we, you know, this, this society has evolved and uh, we are a, participatory society you know everybody's gonna get a trophy if they just show up and and so that's that kind of leads to where we are as leaders I mean just give you an example if you go into a convenience store you go into a fast food restaurant um, the customer service is not that great uh, you got an 18 year old at, at the window or at the counter right you have to speak to the manager and you get a 19 year old Who's the manager? Right. And so you can't expect the person at the front to be a different reflection of the person in the back who is the manager. Right. So we we are creatures of who we are around, who influence us, who teach us, who guide us. And so to answer that question again, it's 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 really broad. Um, I just think that integrity for what we do right. Uh, Treating people with the utmost respect, giving our all, is what we're missing uh, today. So, some of the so you've been around, you've seen leader, you've you've been in leadership for quite some time. Yes, you know. So, you see people, uh, other leaders make mistakes. Yes. What mistakes do you see them, you know, making constantly? Well, the first mistake is not being self-aware. You know, being self-absorbed. Um, when you say self-absorbed. Self-absorbed in their work, in in the fact that they don't feel that they make a mistake. So uh, that's that's yeah. one again. I was leading to that. So that's one of the big mistakes that we make as a leaders that mm-hmm. we cannot fail. We don't do things wrong, right? As a leader, we are human. We make mistakes as well. The second thing is we have to acknowledge those mistakes. Right. Right. Still today, I've, you know, I've been a leader for many a years and I, I make mistakes. You have to realize that you make the mistake and you have to go and correct that mistake. Whatever that looks like, apologizing to a coworker, uh, changing a standard that you set that is not effective. Uh, we, you know, as a leader, you want to do everything right. You want to lead from the front. As we say in the military, you can't lead from the back. Leader leads from the front, right? Um, but sometimes you have to lead from the back. Uh, another mistake uh, to answer that question is um, thinking that we have to do everything. A micromanager, right? Right. If it's not done by me, it's not going to be done to the standard, and I'm not going to like it. Right. That was one of my downfalls. Right. Um, I know me. I know what I can do. I know how I want it. 
And so I'm going to give you an opportunity, but that opportunity is going to be very limited. If you don't meet that standard in that time that I have in my head for you to do it, I'm going to do it myself. Right. But I'm going to complain about me having to do it. Right. When I have you here, but I didn't give you the opportunity to do it. So right. I had to, I had to learn not to be a micromanager, to step back, to allow people to do their best. And then now as a leader, I come in and I make those corrections and I let them know, well, this was the standard. We, we might've could have done this a little better, better, or we should have pulled back on this or whatever. Sure. So it, it comes in time. So, so, okay. Cause that, that, that was my next question. How long did, did it take for you to, to realize that, you know, that right. you're micromanaging and you know, Hey, I, I can't do this all by myself. Right. So it took me years, literally. So I don't um, feel bad. Yeah. It took me years. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honesty, um, probably 12, 13 years yeah. before I realized that you're hurting your team by not allowing them to flourish. Um, in order for them to do better, you have to give them the opportunity to do better. Right. Um, and, and again, my downfall was I didn't think anybody else could do it better than me. Right. Right. You, you know, I know me. Right. So, uh, if I want it done, I'm going to do it. Right. If, if that meant me staying up to midnight to make it happen. But the whole time I'm complaining. But I have a team of people that if I would just allow them and do a better job of training them, yeah. then I wouldn't have to do it. That's the, that's what that's that, right. That's it. So, so you, got, yeah. you, you, you see, you have to yeah. you have to mature in your leadership to be able to realize that. Right. OK. If they're not getting it, it's because I'm not giving it to them. Right. Absolutely. Right. right. You you have, and that's cru that's crucial for a leader. Right. right. You have to you have to realize that they are a reflection of you. Right. Um, what they know is what you gave them. Now, also as a leader, you can't take total responsibility of a grown individual. You cannot do that. So you can't say every time a person fails to meet a that's standard, on it's on you. Yeah. That's that's not the case. Right. Now, contrary in the military, that is the case. If you are my soldier and you go downtown and you get drunk and do something silly, I will be with you tomorrow on the carpet. And I had nothing to do with it. I was sitting at home. That's one of the downfalls of that military leadership. Everything good or bad, you get credit for it. Right? If right. they if they do great, yeah. you 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 get a, a warm fuzzy. Right. If they do bad, you you get it. Yeah. Right. And so that's one of the things that that kind of produce that mentality as a leader. Right. Because, you know, that um, if they go out and do something silly, even though you have nothing to do with it, you're still going to going to be a part of the punishment. And so that forces you to take total control so that you eliminate that embarrassment for you that time away from your family all because some soldier decided they wanted to do something silly. Right. So it, it kind of fosters that. And so that's why it, it was a little difficult for me when I first uh, retired 
just understanding that the things that I did in the military, I couldn't do as a civilian. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So tell me, yeah. how did the teamwork, how do you, how did, how did you, you know, make that happen with your soldiers? So teamwork, uh, for sure, is the key. The one thing that you have to do as a leader when it comes to teamwork is you have to model. Mm. They have to see that you can do what they do or what you're asking them to do. And so as a leader, I'm always the first one to do it. I'm always the first one to do it because I want to show them that I know they will have to do. Now, that's also a benefit for me as the leader because now if I've done it, now I can expect you to do it. And so you can't give me an excuse about, oh, this is too hard or I don't have the proper resources to do it, da, 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 because I'm going to be the first one to do it with all of you around. And so that's also one of those nuggets that I pass on to young leadership. Right. Always be the first one to accomplish something. So right. if you have a, a new process coming to the office or a new software, you got to realize no one knows this stuff, but you as the leader should be the first one to do it. Because right. if you learn it and fail it, they're watching you. And so now they feel okay with learning and failing. It. But when you master it, or accomplish it, and they watch you, now they have no recourse to say they can't do it. Right. So it benefits you. Right, right, wow. So there are three qualities that I, th I think, you know, a leader needs to be, to be perfect. You okay. know, there's no perfect leader, okay? Right. One of them is communication. Right. All right? One of them is having a positive attitude. Yes. And the other one is knowing when to delegate a yes. job. Yes. Which one do you think is most important? Out of those three? Out of those three. Communication, positive attitude, and delegating. Communication is the key with any relationship. If Absolutely. you don't send, if they don't receive, you're not going to get the results you want. Got it. Right? Right. Uh, another one of those key elements in the military, right? And so the, the way that process goes is I give you a task. I ask for feedback. I give you everything you need. I give you 30 seconds. If I get a north and south from you, I'm gone. Now, when you fail, that's on you. Because I've given you all of the tools. I've given you the standard. And I've also given you the opportunity to ask me questions. So we got to have that send and receive. Wow. Once I get that up and down, north and south, yeah, you on your own. Right. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this podcast. Right now, <laughs> I'm I'm also gonna give you an out. Right, I'm gonna give you an out. Just say, for instance, you just for whatever reason you don't want to be embarrassed, you don't feel comfortable asking questions. Then I'm gonna say, okay, if you don't want to ask me a question here, I'm gonna give you some time later on and pull me to the side and ask some questions. Right. The key with anything, as far as a task is concerned, you must give a suspense. You must give a deadline. Now, within that time frame, you as the person that's going to carry out that task 
has the opportunity to go back to whoever gave you that task and ask that question. 24 hours before that task is to be completed is the wrong time. Mm. I, however, there is no wrong time to ask the question because you can always make that correction before the end of the suspense. However, but what the way I used to teach my soldiers is you got up until 24 hours before that task is to be completed to come back to me and ask a question. If you don't feel comfortable asking for it right now, I'm always here for you, right? We can always re re-enter the process, but you must have that communication. You, we, you can't accomplish anything without communication. Um, sure. You, you gotta have a positive attitude. Uh, I agree with you 100%, but if you're not communicating, that positive attitude is not going to do anything. Right. Right. I, that soldier, that team member, that coworker has to understand the task. They have to understand what you want done. Right. And you have to understand that they understand. And the only way we can do that is by communicating. Okay. All right. All right. So tell me, when do you delegate or how do you delegate and who do you pick, you know, so with me, um, I delegate to everyone, hmm. right? Because you can't have a strong team if one person has all the knowledge. Everybody in the team must be equal enough to carry out the task. I may not do it as well as you, Jesse, but I can at least get it done if I know what the standard is or how we move. But if I never get that opportunity and you're gone and I'm gone and she's gone and it's left for this last person, we're going to fail because we haven't given them an opportunity to experience that. So I delegate to everybody. Wow. Now, of course, it's good stuff. Man. Of course it, it depends on the level of expertise that they have. Sure. But what you want to do is bring everybody in. You want to make everybody feel that they are important. Right. Right. Uh, and it's just kind of funny because we're having our um, first um, training as a staff tomorrow. So this organization never did staff training before I got here. Uh, they, they never did a lot of things that they do now before I got there. <laughs> right. But hang on. But tomorrow we're doing our first whole staff training. We're shutting all of our locations down. We're coming together and we're doing a staff training. And one of my key phrases to everyone that works for me there or work with me, sorry, it works with me because mm -hmm. no one works for me is that everyone has a voice. Everyone in this organization has a voice now because you haven't had that opportunity to express your voice or it's been, shunned by other leaders or other organizations staff are reluctant to express themselves right okay. but i encourage that sure yeah i encourage that how do you coach to the next level again modeling right um and uh if you ask my leaders uh, that are under me, they will probably say, 
this guy is demanding. Um, he is precise. He only wants the best. And they will be correct. Sure. However, I'm with them the whole time that I am demanding. I'm modeling them. So I just I don't just say, go do this, do this, do this, and then when they don't do it, I'm jumping on them. Well, why didn't you do this? So that process is, okay, what was the task? It was X. Did you do X? No. Why? Let's let's talk about why you didn't do it. Show me what you did. And as we go through that process, now I'm correct. Well, okay, let's stop here. So we didn't do this, but this is part of the process to be successful. Sure. Write that down. Right? Any of my leaders that come to me, if they don't have something in their hand, I send them away. Man, I am the same way. I send because them away. you have to write stuff down. Yeah. If you don't write it down, you you, right. you you forget, but you write it down step by step. Right. And when you go step by step, right. You know, you 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 get it. You and, get it. But if you miss a step, and and I and I show them. Right. I got it. You know, even to this day, there's tasks that I have to do on a daily basis. Sure. And I have it saved to memory. But guess what I do? At least once a month. I pull my tablet out and I just look. Because I've trained myself to go step by step and I write things down. The mind only has so much capacity. It's just like a computer. You start throwing all this stuff in there, that computer is going to slow down. Mm-hmm. The less stuff that computer has on its memory, that thing is fast. You can pull up the internet, but as you got all these different uh different apps spreadsheets right. and apps and so on and so sure. forth. That thing is slow. And that's the same thing that I try to teach them. Why cram all this stuff in your head when you have a pen and a paper and that thing will last a lifetime. Right. So I don't bog my mind up with stuff that's repetitive that I can write down and read over and over again. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So when you hear the word words diversity Mm -hmm. equity and inclusion what's the first thing that comes to your mind first thing that comes to your mind is race Mm -hmm. or sex Mm -hmm. um and it's true in some regards um but then we also have disabled absolutely right we also have uh lgbtq or or whatever whatever it is yep right and so the, the basis of that is just, just different, right? right. And, it, and it doesn't matter to me as a leader. Right. Um, I want the best person to do the best job right. regardless because my standard is I want the best. That's why it's hard for people to work for me because for so many years or so many jobs or opportunities, they've been able to give the basics. And that's great for 99% of the people in the world. But for me, it's not good enough. I want your best because I'm going to give you my best. Right. 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 So you got to give me what I give you. Right. Absolutely, man. Because that's that's, that's my problem. And I I have people all the time tell me that I would never work for you. Right. Because I want I want the best. I want the best. Because whatever happens in this department, guess who is coming down on? On you. On me. 
you right. know. And so if, if they talk about my my department, that's the, that's all of us. Exactly. That's all of us. But exactly. who's at the top? Who are they coming for? They coming to you. They coming to me. They coming so, to yeah, you. So if you want to be a slacker or whatever, you know, if you go you, to another department. Go, go, not don't not in not on my watch. Exactly. Not on my watch. Exactly. We 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 must be cut from the same cloth, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I'm telling you, they yeah. already know. They, you know, and, and they can recite the things, yeah, you know, right, right. my leaders at this point, when I come down the hallway and if something I write, uh, <laughs> she, she, she's, she's calling it. Yeah. Mr. Harris, I know you're going to say this and this and this. And I go, well, if you know, I'm going to say that. Why did you do it? Yeah. Right. How diverse is your team? My divert, my team is actually not diverse at all at this point. Um, I'm only one of a handful of men in our whole um, company, right? So normally in nonprofits and social settings, social service settings, it's dominated by women, mm-hmm. and it's it's it stands to true for for uh, Caritas of Waco. We are predominantly women. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not diverse at all when it comes to that. Um, we have a large Hispanic population as well, as far as workers are concerned. And so we are not diverse, but I am intentional mm-hmm. on trying to be diverse. Um, but then again, the bottom line is who can do the best job? And so I don't have a problem if someone comes in my organization and says, man, all all you have is women. Yeah. But they're qualified. See, I can always stand on that because I'm going to go, I'm going to go through the proper steps to hire. Right. Right. It's not a, it's, it's, it's not, uh, random. Right. It's intentional. Right. Um, Yeah. So uh, how do you eliminate bias from your hiring process? Um, I follow the, the numbers, right? Interview. Um, you know, and it's just funny. All this is kind of running together today because we interview. We, we have several positions open right now. We interviewed about 10 people today. Uh, all ladies. No men applied. And so... Um, in particular, one position we were hiring for and the lady came in and she was not dressed. Um, well, I'll just say she wasn't dressed, in my opinion, professionally. So uh, when she left the room, my uh, director of client services uh, said, I know she didn't present the way you would like to her present, but I think she was a strong candidate. And I just looked at her and I go, it's your opinion. Right. Um, so you have to have that standard for me. You have to look the part. And I always, one of my questions is, uh, and it kind of throws them off is, so if I'm interviewing you, I'm going to ask you, is this the real Jesse or is this the interview Jesse? Right. Because I want to know if you're just, in here trying to get the job trying to get the job and then when i hire you 
something totally different. We we gonna yeah, it's yeah. gonna be out all, all out of control, and then yeah. now we gotta go through all this process of sending you home, and <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that. We done wasted money on drug tests, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right. background checks, right, right. And so it kind of throws them off when I go, right. Is this the real you, or is right. this just the interview you? So question. So with this in today's society, mm-hmm. we have this this generation here. They come to interviews all types of ways, dressed right. any kind of way. Right. But some of these kids are just they're they're smart. Yes. They're savvy. Yes. You know. So how do you how do you, how do you how do you deal with that? You know, without you know without being biased. Good point, and and I struggle with that all the time um, because of the mindset I have right. of the generation sure. that I'm from. Sure. But as a leader, as I said, you always have to evolve, mm-hmm. mm. and so now I have to train myself to understand where we are. Right. 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 Got to be self-aware. Right. Right. Okay. This kid may come in in a pair of jeans and a yeah. T-shirt right. and never look you in your eye. Right. But he or she may be the hardest worker in the building. Right. Now, also. They may be a slacker because they did come in in T-shirts and jeans. Right. So it's it's just a feel thing and a lot of times with anything that we do when it comes to hiring sure it's it's a chance right you right. know they took a chance on me when they hired me right they they didn't know right. what they were going to get now i knew they were getting right. a dime right but they didn't know <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> now they know right right cuz when the, you went in yeah when i went in i yeah. Ended, yeah yeah and when i went in i you know i i had yeah. a sport coat on and a tie the, and yeah. some that's you the way know, we were raised. That's the way I was raised. That's but, it. Yeah. But the person that came behind me yeah. had on a pair of khakis and a, and a t-shirt. Right. So, right. you know, it's just, yeah. Right. No, yeah. No. You, you just, as a leader, to answer your question, you can't be so stuck and hell-bent on yeah. what you're used to. Right. Because this is 2022, almost 2023. Right. You have to adapt if you're going to survive. I'm a dinosaur but I'm also a phoenix at right. the same time. Gotcha, gotcha. So how do you handle a situation when someone has been, you know, uh, how would you, you know, handle a situation when someone is being culturally insensitive, you know, sexist, racist, uh, right. homophobic? Because, right. you know, there's a lot of that going on, yeah. you know, with this last yeah. president that we had. <clears throat> right. It's a lot of people that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, they feel like they can say anything. Right. You know, so. So, again, here we go again with, this, this organization has never had this training before. Now, in the military, every quarter, it was mandatory that we had these trainings. Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment, cultural awareness, right. uh, because sure. it's, a, it's a federal organization, and you have to understand those things. Because right. if you do something wrong and we try to address that, you know, we can say you were trained. Right. So it's a twofold it's, it's for protection and it's also for education. And so these are some of the topics that we're going to address in our later trainings. But to answer your question is, my staff know without a shadow of a doubt that it's not tolerated, right? Um, I am my old school self as well as I am 
my new self. Right. And I reserve the right to bring which one of those Charles's out. So my staff know me as Charles, right. Mr. Harris, right. or Lil Ray Ray. They don't want Lil Ray Ray. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lil Ray Ray is the boot. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I got it. so Lil Ray Ray would yeah. address that situation. Yeah. Right. Right. And Lil Ray Ray is going to tell that person, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make that correction. We're gonna train you on what this is. Right. And if you can't improve within 30 days, right. you're gone. Got it. See, Lil Ray Ray don't play. Yeah, now, right. Mr. Harris is gonna be more politically right. correct, and sure. Charles is probably gonna just kinda yeah. let, you know, go with the flow. But Lil Ray Ray ain't playing yeah. that. So we got, uh, so, you know, my sister's uh, <laughs> was, uh, in the Marines. Mm-hmm. And so we have, we have, Three, two of us that we talk about, my mom and my dad. My right. dad's called Knock. My mom, Knock, is a drinker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? He was a cusser. Yeah. But we have my mom who's a PK's kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. so which one do you want to come out? Right. Or, you, or you have JJ. Right. JJ is, you don't want JJ to come right. out. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's it. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm Jesse. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm never Mr. Moore. You know, I'm right. always, I'm Jesse. Right. Or you can get JJ or right. you can get Knock. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There or you, you can go. get Thelma. There you know, you one of the two. But yeah. if you get JJ out there, yeah, that's that's it's a bad a situation. It's or if you get knocked, that's 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 it's a problem. Yeah, you know it's a problem because yeah. you know we can't lead the way that uh, that my dad was a supervisor. Right. You know, and we can't lead the way dad and him used to supervise because right. in some fact, you know, dad would tell you in a minute, you know, mm-hmm. you got to get to step it. Yeah. You know, with some couple of cuss words, yeah. you know, after it, you know what right. I'm saying. But nowadays, you, we can't lead like right. that. We can't lead like right. that. But uh, it was a whole lot better, I think, back then because you know you you know now the uh, companies are like. Like, uh, what can we do for you? Right. Back then, it right. was like, what can we do for the company so right. I can keep my job? Exactly. What can we do in the companies is like just the opposite now, you know? And, and I'm kind of hybrid of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I need you to perform. Yeah. I don't need you here just to be sucking up oxygen. Right. All right. I need you to perform. Right. But now, at the same time, I'm not so old school where I'm just going to be demanding. Right. I'm right. going to be, again, micromanaging you and, and watching your every move. I'm going to let you breathe. But at the end of the day, I want results. And then when those results are not there, we're going to talk about it. We're going to give you an opportunity to improve. And when that improvement is not there within the time that we set for you to show improvement, then you got to go. Sure. I got it. I got it. Fair. Fair, Fair enough. If you could change anything about the way you lead, what would it be? Now? Yeah. Mm. I think I'm a pretty good leader now. I guess if I was to say if there was something that I would change about the leader that I am today, we'll probably be a little bit of the leader I was when I was 19. Um, I have to give grace, Hmm. right? I have to allow you to fail. I was allowed to fail. Maybe not to the extent that I'm allowing you to fail, but I was still allowed to fail. Um, And so I think always, I'm always keeping that in mind. I have to show grace, all right? One thing, again, you asked this at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, one thing, one something that leaders need to be or know. You have to understand that no one is you. 
They won't think like you. They won't respond like you. They won't do the same things that you do. You have to know that as a leader. And, and when you realize that, it's easier for you and your team. Because when you don't realize that, you're going to expect them to be you. And they're going to always fail at being you. But they'll do great at being them if you allow them to. Right. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. Just, just, just like Michael Jordan can't be a coach. Who's who's greater than Michael Jordan? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, who who can who can play under Michael Jordan? Okay. No one will ever satisfy him. He's gonna always find something wrong with your shot. You you weren't aggressive enough on that jumper. You didn't dunk on him when you should have. You shouldn't have put that ball on the ground. You should have yoked it behind your neck. He's Michael Jordan. So how can someone satisfy him? You can't. So, but that person can be a great whoever they are if you allow them to. Mentor. Who's your mentor? Mentor. My mentor, first mentor was my mom, Miss Helen L. Harris, rest her soul. Uh, April 12th of 23 will be two years. She's passed. That was my first mentor. My second mentor was First Sergeant Willie Dowdell, right? He made Sergeant Harris. He made him. Um, one of those guys that saw my potential before I did, realized my abilities, and he schooled me. Old school schooled me. Um, no corners cut, wasn't sensitive about it at all. But looking back, when I got to where I was, I called myself a great leader. I attributed everything to his teachings. Um, and then I had a mentor, Robert Stahl. Um, totally different in his leadership approach was much more a doer demonstrator um, and I really don't think Stahl was in my opinion at that time a leader I didn't see him as a leader because my idea of a leader was Dowdell you know mm -hmm. sharp uniform crisp Just boots his own point boots shining so high yeah. boots shining to the sky yeah. um just swag just dripping yeah right i get it, I get it. um but stall was totally different stall would just put his uniform on his boots were clean but they weren't shine his uniform was clean but it wasn't pressed but he's down here turning wrenches and yeah he knew how to fix this and fix that and he just had a lot of worldly knowledge right he he wasn't a expert at anything, but he knew a lot about everything. Uh, and so two different contrasts, but uh, that leader was my foundation. And this leader was the leader that kind of brought me to the point where, hey, you got to kind of 
get away from that dinosaur and, and become this phoenix, right? You got to right. rise again because you're going to fail if you keep doing it the old way. So, um, yeah. Charles, look like you're well-rounded. You had two leaders, one mm-hmm. totally different from one another, but they mm-hmm. were great leaders. Great leaders. And then you had mom. Yeah, mom, yeah. But who did mom have? Mom had, yeah, right? So mom, single parent. Yeah. Hard working. I mean, God on her side. Bruh, I'm talking, you know, and and a lot of people attribute to, you know, argue to people, man, you always dress so neat and da 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 da. That's moms, bruh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? You come in my house, you're not going to find nothing out of place. Yeah. Um, And so now that I, now that I reflect back on mom, the micromanage me came from mom. So, we lived in Parkside sure, apartments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. But our house was super clean all the time. Our clothes were always clean. You know, everything was neat. And so the interesting part about it, now that I think about it, is we never did anything in our house. Because my mom wanted it her way. <laughs> and so we we couldn't meet her standards. So you got that from. So now, like that just coming. that just hit so, me. Yeah, right. I get it. Right. That I just had an aha moment. Right. That's right. where the micromanage in me came. We didn't even make our beds. You're a product of your own environment. Because my mom didn't like the way we made our beds, so she would make our bed. She would clean our room because she wanted the room a certain way. So the only thing we did growing up was take the garbage out. And carry the the uh, baskets of clothes to the, the laundromat. <laughs> That's it. We got didn't it. even put our clothes away in our drawers. Got it. Because got she it. wanted the drawers a certain way. So, wow, that's that's kind of crazy. So yeah, that's that's probably where I got that micromanaging from. There you go. <laughs> Not the military. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Charles, yeah. man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, well, man. Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. It was great. Yeah, thank you for coming, man. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to have you back. Yeah, please do. I enjoy it. Uh, anytime you you got a space for me and you want to continue this this story about leadership, man, sure. I got years and years of uh, experience and knowledge and stories to tell to share. We got it, man. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org. Media Network Production.